0: the lifetime supply of chocolate for charlie well, when does he get it he doesn't why not because he broke the rules what rules we didn't see any rules did we charlie wrong sir wrong under section 37 b of the contract signed by him it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if and you can read it for yourself in his photostatic copy I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses, hearing and hearing contained, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fax mentis, incendium gloria culpum, etc., cetera, etc. Memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You're a crook. You're a cheat and a swindler. That's what you are. How could you do a thing like this? Build up a little boy's hopes and then smash all his dreams to pieces? You're an inhuman monster. I said good day. So shines a good deed in a weary world. Welcome, boneheads. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more Exclusively at Horrorfilia.com With your trio of numbskulls Dave Z Hot as
1: leather, you know how he says that at the end he goes, we're hot as leather
2: Jamie Jenkins I, 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 I like it
3: And Alex Edwards Yeah, asshole Woo. You are now entering the Bone Zones. What's up, guys? Welcome to the third installment in our Phantasm retrospective. We are covering all the Phantasm movies leading up to Phantasm 5, Ravenger. And that will come out on October 7th, right, guys? Is it? Yeah,
2: uh, something like yeah. that. That seems familiar.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, October, early October, Phantasm Five, the final Phantasm. Because, as you all know, what's his name? Um, Angus, Angus Grimm. Angus Grimm is, is dead.
1: <laughs> the Brothers Grimm.
3: <laughs> the, <laughs> you'll never see another Phantasm movie uh in your lifetime unless somebody remakes it and that just will not be the same then again i guess they could cast hulk hogan as reggie bannister <laughs> <laughs> and who would be the new one
2: oh, to another Yep.
3: <laughs> so
1: hogan who, angus grim yeah who would be angus grim anybody uh... the undertaker
0: It could be a wrestling movie. WWE is is an
2: undertaker, so there's that. Wow, see? Fucking awesome. I will say, I've been getting some feedback as far as the last show is concerned, concerning the fact that we had issues that it didn't make any sense. Now, granted, this feedback is coming from Brian.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but didn't Brian hear when I told him about how the feedback, we're not talking about the trippy stuff, we're talking about that logical part that don't make sense?
2: Well, and that's what that's what I wanted to address is because and he's like, you give the first one a pass because it's a dream because it's dreamlike. And then the second one, you tear it apart. I'm like, well, because and and the the only thing I recall and and I need to listen to the show, I guess, to 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 uh, make sure that that's what I was talking about. But I specifically recall saying that one of the things that doesn't make sense is that you know there are a multitude of towns around the country that are completely collapsing upon themselves and no one seems to notice. Now in the first film, it all took place in one town. so you can kind of get behind the fact that you know one town can be suffering through this and it just you know in this in a span of a short period of time, it kind of goes under the wire. But then when you start driving you know across country and you see towns just completely imploded, here and there and everywhere then someone would fucking notice you know and to me that that's one thing that does not make sense so um yeah, but, and i stand by that you know
1: listen when i sat down and watch phantasm the first one never at any time did anything occur to me that it didn't make sense I can only give you well, and what happens yeah. when I sit down and watch a movie. I, I never said, oh, my God, that makes no sense at all. That makes no sense at all. I mean, it gets trippy, dreamy, weird at the very end. But the rest of the narrative, as far as I'm concerned, makes perfect yeah. sense. Phantasm Two, yeah, there's questions fucking five minutes in.
2: <laughs> Am I wrong? That,
1: yeah. Uh, you know? No,
2: I, I agree with that. Yeah, so and, I, don't, um, I don't know what Brian's thinking. It's just, by the way, the, speaking of these towns, uh, has anyone noticed that every one of these towns that they go to, all the cars are all flipped over and stuff? Who in <laughs> the fuck <laughs> is going and flipping over these cars in the town, like in the middle of town?
3: Maybe all those scenes were filmed in Charlotte.
2: It wasn't a bomb,
3: you it was know. A quiet <laughs> riot. <laughs> <laughs> Bang
2: your head! I just, I
3: just thought that was funny. Yeah, they're all flipped over. It's like, uh, wait, who flipped over? Oh, uh, in Halloween 2? or No, Halloween 1 with Rob Zombie. Doesn't Michael flip a car over?
0: What? <laughs> he yeah. does?
3: Yeah, he, like, lifts the entire side of the car and flips it with Lori inside of it. Oh, oh maybe. Does it?
2: maybe he passed through these towns on his way to California for H2O.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jamie, you just tied it all together. <laughs> It was, oddly enough, although it was the second generation Michael, at the same time, Michael Myers, tra- from Rob Zombie's universe, traveled. Because, you know, the original guy could have never done this. All he could do is hold a guy up and crack his neck while he's holding a gun and spits his own blood out and looks at it.
1: And pick up a girl with a pole
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jamie. Will Rob Zombie make an H2O for his movie? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well Haggis we'll have to wait another uh what's it been nine, another 11 years
0: yeah.
3: in all ironies already treading water ouch no that last movie was fantastic yeah all right <laughs> all right guys so, here we are uh let's get right to the review shall we hey guys this is alex aronson creator and writer of sting the movie and you guys are listening to the skeleton group Hey, this is Jared Fair, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew, the only place where boneheads can hide their boners. And any other podcast you listen to is Mucho Ecological.
0: Hi, this is Kelly, and I heard only the sexiest guys listen to The Skeleton Crew. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit, a ghost.
3: For most of his life, a young man has been pursued by
0: a sinister force. Now he must learn the secret of the ultimate evil. Now it is time for you to come back to me. And remember... If this one doesn't scare you, you're already
3: dead. Phantasm 3, coming soon. Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead, 1994.
2: Now with less midgets.
3: (laughs) This was made eight years after part two. Now with less midgets. Director Don Coscarelli, so he has now directed all four. I mean, three of these so far. And he wrote all three, it seems. Stars. Reggie Bannister. Again. Then we got A, Michael Baldwin making his return, knocking James Legros out of his position. And he said, I'm taking my role back over. And Bill Thornbury said, I, too, will return if you're coming back. But this time, I'm going to be in balls so <laughs> now the, the movie again it's almost like friday the 13th in a way they must have stolen cues from a lot of stuff because they recap everything just as if we're watching like two and three and four right so, yeah it's like so now here's the weird thing about the recaps they keep on having the the lines about tall man didn't kill your brother it was a car accident and the thing that I find odd about that we're still drilling that into the audience's head is that you're sort of implying that the tall man didn't even exist. Now, why are you sticking? Because you know that was a line that you put because you thought you were doing a one-off. Clearly, the tall man is a major part of everything here. Was it like was it made concrete that Joe Jordy was it Jody or oh, a okay, Jogi Jody? Was it made concrete that Jody was actually just driving around and and hit something and died? As opposed to the tall man <laughs> uh, doing anything to make him die, and then he ends up in this ball? Like, did he actually just die in a car accident? Is that, like, ever solidified? No. No, it's not really ever addressed. So why do they keep drilling that into our heads? trying to dismiss everything that tall man did.
2: That was a poor
1: choice.
0: I don't know why, why it would... is
2: the... Yeah. Right? I mean, if he, couldn't, he me. didn't have to reuse that footage. You know, he could have... Yeah. He could have skipped over that. Because they, you know... The, <laughs> these films are not above skipping over stuff or changing stuff. You know, like in this one, we suddenly we discover, oh, he doesn't like cold. And they show that scene from the first one where it clearly looks Makes like no he's sense. having an orgasmic experience at the cold. And now it's like, he doesn't like cold. Well, uh, what? You know, for him to not like cold, he spends a lot of time around morgues <laughs> and dead people. So, um, it just, it, It makes no sense that now here I go again. Makes no sense, makes no sense, makes no
3: sense. It's like we have to stop saying that because people are going to like kill us for
2: that. We got a lot of that when we went through the nightmare retrospective. Yeah. And it was, you know, we like adamant fans are like, it doesn't have to make sense. It's dreams, you know.
3: Maybe we should just say it's stupid.
2: And this, (laughs) at this point in these films, this, there's nothing dream about this. This is happening. You know, they keep coming across towns that are actually dismantled. They keep coming across various people that are affected by this. They keep, you know, um, like how we meet Rocky. She is uh, her whole family has disappeared. This is this was her hometown. So this is happening. And I don't really think there's anything. You know, it still has its moments of, oh, what is this real or is this is this you know, I don't know. I mean, they still have those moments. I just don't think they pull them off as well as he did in the first one. Because in the first one, you can buy it, you know. And in the second and third one, it they almost seem like plot conveniences. Like it, it's um, it's weird when we want it to be weird. Otherwise, it's very palpable. It's very tangent. And like um, no, not uh, tangible. And. When we don't need it to be that, or when it doesn't work for it to be tangible, then it has a dreamlike quality. You know, um, it's kind of a, a convenience thing. Like I said, does does that make sense to you? I mean,
3: yeah. No. It, well, I think they're just fitting. They're fitting the mold. They already started. Like they're going to continue in that fashion. Oh, hey, let's throw in some trippy kind of thing because that's what we're. You know, it's it's like any of these. You know, like you know. I don't want to keep repeating myself for four years, but I keep I keep going back to the same movies. But like, I'll just say that those movies, when they make sequels, they always do callbacks, or we're keeping it in the universe, we're keeping the theme, like how this always happens. You know, this happened in the first one, so we'll throw it in here. Just like remember how I made the, how I said, oh, let's do that when they went into the time warp thing or whatever uh, in part two of Phantasm. And it's like they just did that just because they did it in part one. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like you said, they're, they're just kind of crowbarring things throughout. Like, hey, we're not peppering the movie with little touches of phantasm uh, uh, lore or whatever. So we got to make sure we throw that in there. And I think that's where it's weird because when they initially wrote it and their vision was something else... And it's almost as if someone said, "Well, no, you gotta have some phantasm shit in there," you know, and then and that's when it seems odd to us.
2: And yet, it, what we get here is a is a lack of midgets. We got those four in the beginning that which I do love that scene where he fires off the for the four barrel shotgun which he magically has gotten again again, like after after he threw it down in the second one um he suddenly has it again and i'm like okay well then he shoot you know he fires it up and then you got the four midgets that drop from the trees which i think is is hilarious i love that but we never see them again after that and then now we have zombies yeah So what the fuck? When do we? When did he have zombies? And where are his other minions? You know, no longer do we have the guys in the suits. No longer do we have
3: the Halloween three guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just it's completely veered off course to the point of just being silly. Uh, Interestingly, I don't mind the silly here. I actually kind of think it's fun. You know, we we get introduced to the Home Alone kid with the frisbee of death.
3: Jamie, you're stealing all my lines. Oh,
2: <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Christ. Um, Brian likes to complain that 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 fr- that that death frisbee was stolen from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. By the way, I have to get that in there because because he'll never forgive me if I don't mention that. But <laughs>
0: it God was I done
2: first in Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um.
3: <laughs> well, wait, really quick. Is, are we all glossing over that Reggie is alive again? Same thing.
1: Dream ending the same way they ended one with a dream ending. They ended too with the dream yeah. ending. Basically, that's the best you can say about it.
3: I don't remember the end of part two. What happened again? They with the shot. You just said it. They shot the, in. <laughs> they <laughs> shot the acid into him, and then what did he do? How did he die, though?
1: You're what asking me. I can't remember this movie. I, I, you think I remember fucking <laughs> what I watched two weeks ago? I got notes. I'm looking at. I don't even know what the notes mean. And I watched this movie 24 hours ago. So it's all look at me. Seriously, th- this is my first note. Check it out. Listen to this. This is a good laugh, probably. Here, my very first note under Phantasm 3 is this. Why run away with weapon? I have no fucking clue what that means.
3: Check this out. This was my probably most enjoyable overall experience of all the Phantasms. I actually had the most fun watching this. I thought this was the most entertaining one of all three. And, Jamie, no, I'm not saying it's better than part one. I'm just saying, like, I had a great... Experience watching
2: this. Hey, I agree with that. I yeah. I have fun with this movie. Yeah, I really like this movie. I I think it's an enjoyable watch. I think they do some really stupid, silly shit, and it completely veers off the rails as far as what a, van- a phantasm movie started out to be. Um, because you know, now we have no minions. Now we have, but we have zombies, and I mean, we're introduced to. Great. Um, okay, who is she, Alex? I'll give you this
3: one. Yeah, you, you stole my Home Alone joke. So, uh, yeah, we <laughs> talked earlier, and Jamie let us know that she's she had a line coming up that we both thought of. And all of us, all three of yeah, us. Yeah, we all thought it. So I guess we're not too original. But uh, the the black girl who ends up hanging with Reggie Bannister is the was it the love child of Grace Jones and Wesley Snipes?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: and uh, with nunchucks. Uh, and I mean, this is just all over the place. You know, um, you've got the little kid. You've got her. I mean, basically, this is the second movie in a lot of ways, um, with just different people. You know, it's a road movie. It's um, they go. They all, you know they end up having the big battle. But I find this one more entertaining.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, come
2: absolutely, on. <laughs> absolutely. We're all on board with that. That's pretty cool. What was your first note again? why run away with weapon question mark why run away with weapon does that mean like why are you running away when you have a weapon maybe that's that's what i'm getting so somebody had a weapon and decided
1: and opted not to use it in a situation where they probably could have that's my guess
2: in the beginning reggie when he shoots those midges out of the trees then he turns around and there's a whole bunch of them coming and he like grabs he grabs mike and starts running and maybe that's it could that be it
3: that might be it. Is it just me, or does anybody else find it weird that they take secondary characters and makes them, like, forefront main characters? Saw! Saw does that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Is, is there any... Is anybody else baffled about why we're watching Reggie during 80% of these movies? Like... Am I wrong? Was he just the ice cream guy who hung out for, like, five minutes and played a guitar in the first movie?
1: Hot as leather. You know how he says that at the end? He goes, we're hot as leather. After they had that jam session.
3: Is there... Am I missing something else? Like, is there a reason that he's the... Like, wouldn't you think, if you got the kid Michael back and then Jody back, don't you think you'd say, okay, we're making... That would almost be like... Okay, it would be like Evil Dead, since, you know, this guy is the poor man's Evil Dead, Reggie. That would be like making Ash someone you barely see by the time Army of Darkness came over. (laughs) Like, he was just just in it for like eight minutes or something. That's what I feel about Michael and Jody. Really? Yeah, like, why is Reggie the main person here? What am I missing about this?
1: Because you can't go backwards. Because Reggie established himself... As the, the poor man's ash in part two. Now, all of a sudden, if they make Mike the lead guy, this remember, this got turned into very action y type stuff. And I think that Reggie is the guy that, that fits the mold for that because he did it in part two. I don't think Mike has the chops to run around. What's he going to take lead all of a sudden and say, okay, Reggie, you're going to listen to me now, even though you're 10 years older than me? <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, I don't think it would make sense to go back to having Mike's story. Because it, they're out in the wild, not the wild, but they're out in this adventure doing shit now where the first movie was grounded and, and you have Mike, you know, Mike's character was discovering shit and he was seeing shit and nobody believed him. Now it's like almost like a post-apocalyptic thing and they're running around and all this crazy shit's happening. So I don't think you can go backwards and make Mike believe now. now.
2: Right. That's what I
1: think. I know. Yeah.
2: Well, no, I think you're. I think you're right about that. I mean, once we've had the second film where Reggie rose up and was this and was the big, and we couldn't have Mike be in the lead in the second one because this was a guy that we didn't know. They had introduced a new Mike, so Reggie was the only holdover from the from the original film. So he then became the lead. But once you get to the third film, you can't, you know, retroactively. Stick him in the background again, because he has, you know, he has now risen above that.
3: Yeah, but you—you you literally took you took new characters and made them forefronts, like the Home Alone kid and Grace Jones. Like, why are they? Why on—and the fucking hell are you, Well, that's true. Why is Michael and and Jody not these people? I don't understand what we're doing here. Because two was a studio movie.
1: And it was a um, it was a critical success and it was a, a financial success. So they wanted to try to do what they did in two. But hey, let's have the real Mike back and let's have Joey bounce back and do this. Now we have the best of both worlds. So let's try to replicate what we did in two because it was such a smash success that we don't want to fuck with that. And then we'll bring our old friends back in. You know what I mean? Then it's now this is the perfect movie. We have it all. That's what they're thinking.
2: That's what I think. I mean... <laughs> I get I get what you're saying, Alex. I, it...
0: Yeah. I don't know. 2
2: was a big movie.
1: Everybody loved 2, as we discussed, and it made money. So they're not going to fuck with it and go backwards.
3: So, so you think that going forwards means let's not include Mike or Jody in the trio and instead have totally new people, that would be replicating part two.
1: Well, yes. I mean, it's not a good idea from a storytelling standpoint for the purists, people that love part one and stuff, but it, it, as far as like what studios think, it, it's too late to go back. The, the, part two turned us into a different series, so we have to continue on with that. That's what I think. That, I think it's studio. I don't think Coscarelli sat down and said...
3: Well, he wrote the whole thing.
1: I know, but I just have a feeling that maybe people were in his ear. I mean, But a lot of this, Coscarelli does, and you've said this many times, Alex, that this is another one of those part three movies that does a whole bunch of nods to part one and tries to do what part one did. This is another one of many examples. And I think Coscarelli's signature is all over that, where he was trying to make it a lot like part one. But I think maybe the studio or maybe... You know what I mean? Because of the success of two, I think he had a lot on his plate, and I don't know if it was all him or if the studio was giving him pressure or not. I just—that's the best I got. Yeah. I don't
0: know.
2: I didn't you asked. Think this one was a studio film. Maybe it's not. But maybe two I'm was wrong. The only one that was a
1: studio film. So, but I see. I remember it, it came out theatrically. I know that. I mean, two was a studio film. Well, yeah, know, and but... it was successful. So I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's not. I, I just. I remember being, you know, what year is this? 90-what? Mid-90s, right?
3: Uh, this 2016. Oh, the movie! Oh, 94. Uh,
1: 94, yeah. Okay, 94. I remember this <laughs> coming out. And, yeah, people were talking about it. And, you know, it, it was advertised in Fangoria, this and that. It, we were aware of it coming out. So I just figure it's um, uh, kind of a major release for horror fans.
3: And I don't All know, right, maybe... We'll
2: just get, it
3: says it's... a Stairway International...
2: Uh, It's distributed by Universal,
3: so... Oh, Starway International. It's production company, Starway International.
2: Well, Universal, there's your answer. According to Reggie Bannister, Universal Studios refused to theatrically distribute the film due to a conflict with Coscarelli. The film was released direct-to-video in 94. In '96, the Los Angeles Times reported that Phantasm Three was one of the top 100 highest-selling direct-to-video titles. You're right in that it was a studio film, but wrong in that it was not released to theaters.
1: Wow, how about that? Okay. I just remember seeing it at the time, and when it, when it being released, it being not an event, but like, oh, Phantasm three, we gotta see that. Maybe I was just thinking it popped up, or maybe we were aware of it being released on video, but not the movies. I mean, sure. Hell, what year was this? Ninety-four. But
2: then they also have, but then they have a box office of twelve
3: million dollars. So
2: I got nothing. I don't know. <laughs> what? I, uh, I.
3: You know what? If anything, when it, when Reggie said "hot as leather," remember that when he said "hot as leather" when they were done jamming. Hot as leather. You know how he says that at the end.
1: He goes, "We're hot as leather." After they had that jam session.
3: Yeah, that was good stuff, man. All right. So, okay, let's get back to the movie. We actually haven't talked about the movie. So, (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, yeah. Was he saying that was the name of the band, or was he saying, like, they were... Ah, never mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so, so Reggie's alive again. Mike sees Jody in a coma-like state. The nurse scene was badass. Like, the nurse goes evil dead on these guys. And you know, again, this movie lifts from a lot of shit. I feel like Evil Dead's one of the main ones. Uh, the gouger, uh, she was gonna, you know, do something, and the and the ball out of the head. So uh, Jody is in one of the balls now. Now that this I remember, Jody is in one of the balls now. So Jody seems to manifest as a human being, but you can't touch him. And I don't mean down there. I mean just mean like anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) And then he like goes into a ball, the silver ball, the what's his name's balls, the tall man's balls, and then he just goes, you know, flies away. Then they go to Hotesville, which is a toxic waste spill victim. The kid in the house, he is, I think, better than Macaulay Culkin because he actually kills the people, right? Like you know, Macaulay Culkin. He's hardcore. Yeah, he could have killed Marv and uh, and Dave. Dave, what was your name in that movie? Fuck, yeah, right. Marv <laughs> and...
1: Uh, I haven't watched that movie in fucking 20 years. I
3: thought you did a Christmas song. Remember you sang a Christmas jingle? I thought it was about that. Ha,
1: that's right.
3: Merry <laughs>
1: fucking Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so, yeah, so they meet this Home Alone kid. Or not they. I think it's just Reggie at this point. The best part at this point is when the Home Alone kid has the flashback of his dead dad in a coffin and then he kills his mother (laughs) (laughs) and then pulls her into the coffin and then they open it up and he's, like, stroking her or something. It was just some weird shit.
2: Speaking of that kid, real quick, when we first meet him, uh, did anyone else find it really disturbing when the one guy was like, don't hurt him, let's have a little fun with him first?
3: Yeah, he went, let's go for a walk in the park. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 okay. creeped
2: me out worse than anything else in this movie. Was, and oh. he was just like, don't hurt him. Let's have a little fun with him first. And I'm like, ah, oh, God.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, baby.
2: I don't think he
1: meant it that way. I just thought he was going to just fuck with him. Just, you know, tease him and rough,
3: rough him up or, you know, just bust his ball. That'd be... I, I yeah, didn't so think Yeah, so why not? That. I actually thought they were going to nair his thighs. <laughs>
2: I thought, Jamie,
1: I thought you were trying to say you thought that they were going to, like, you know, they, he was a pedophile or something. Well, that's uh, how I think it, that's what yeah, she's it, saying.
2: It, it was fucking creepy. <laughs> it came off fucking creepy. Okay, I, yeah,
1: I, I didn't get that vibe. My vibe was just they were just going to fuck with them because they were assholes. They oh, were dude, like, he
3: you know. was Steve Christie all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't ask him to draw a picture of him. He last looked night. good last night. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay... <laughs> We meet Grace Jones and her sister in this uh, funeral home. I guess we get another balls to the head drilling, and it's funny how willing they are to repeat kills. Because I mean, I guess you could say like any other killer, you know, like even Norman Bates or anybody just oh you know stabs a bunch of people with a knife. I guess you would think at this point a ball would hit like slap you in the chin. And then something would come around and lock in the back of your head, and then a, a buzz saw would come down from the bottom of it, and then start sawing your neck, and your head would fall off. You know, like you you would think that it would get that cool at this point, or or they it's like somebody would switch it up, or like a they ball do. a ball would get go or stick into both of your eye holes. And then uh, it opens up, and as it pulls back out, it pulls your eyes out with it or something. And then you just see the guy's eye holes, and he's like, "Ah," and the blood comes out, and he falls over. Like, you would think something else would happen at this point, but no. We're getting the same goddamn shit from part one, which was like 20 years ago at this point, or 15 years ago.
2: Yeah, but it's not a slasher film. I mean, it, and they, the balls do up, I mean, they do different things. Now, they don't seem to do as many different things here as they did in the second one when you had like Swiss Army Ball. Um,
3: right. But still, but, but they don't do enough different things. They do tons of shit.
1: They're doing all kinds of stuff. They're holding people back. They're floating on the ceiling. They're, there's different fucking balls doing things. But I think that one. It was a good throwback to part one. That's why I enjoyed it. They only showed it one time, and I was like, nice, just like part one. Because that's what people want to see. But we part just had it, it, dude. We
3: just had it with the priest.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, but that's what you want to see in a Phantasm movie. That, that, At least that's what I think. i, I That's a great kill. One, one a movie is fine. I'm not saying every kill, every movie should be the same one, yeah. but... I hope that they still have that in each movie. Just one time with the ball to the forehead and the
2: blood squirting out. I hope it happens in four once and it opens in. Man, four if five blood squirts crazy. out when your balls hit a forehead, I don't I don't <laughs> That's a whole other issue. Only if
3: she's anemic. Now the way listen, how come how how could you guys not think that my kills are better? And I honestly just just
2: I didn't say that. <laughs> Actually, Look at those I think walls. that whole, I think that whole buzzsaw thing sounds cool. There was a
1: buzzsaw in one of those fucking things, didn't it come out?
3: Uh, I don't know. I'm, I just kind of yeah, invent- yeah it. Did. it, 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 it. Oh, I thought I invented that during dinner one night.
2: <clears throat> when Re- Reggie had the toilet plunger, it got lodged in the plunger, and then the two buzzsaws came out and created this whole, like, uh, kind of like a weapon thing. But it was he was fighting against it, and then they put it in the liquid nitrogen and. Yeah. And like it,
1: it went f- through people. It went through somebody's fucking head. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Balls were coming out of people's heads. Dude, There was, they did so many things with these balls. They did all kinds of people. People were coming out of the balls. We were seeing fucking eyeballs in the balls. We were seeing fucking
2: <laughs> brains this in the balls. This sounds like a South Park episode.
3: <laughs> yeah, but they didn't even teabag anybody with the balls.
2: <laughs> That's part four.
3: Oh, okay. I, I was just wondering. Uh, okay.
1: Uh, no, it's Ravager, the porn. You're going to be ravaged.
3: No, wait, Dave. I want to know how many times in your life, and don't lie to me, how many times have you used Reggie's line to a black chick, did you ever try vanilla?
1: Never. Vanilla? I would never say something cheesy like that.
3: What is your number one line to convince a black girl to go to bed with you? What have you said You know, you you've probably slept with like thirty girls in your life. So, what is the main thing you've said (laughs) to black girls to uh, to get them to consider going with a white guy?
1: What would I have said in conversation? Well, first of all, you you gotta if you want to find out what 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 direction they're gonna go in. I guess
0: uh,
1: I wouldn't say vanilla. I'd say, well, you know, what do you think about white guys? Are you down with that?
2: It's very straightforward.
1: Of course, it's. They love straightforward. Here's what I noticed: Black girls love straightforward. Asian girls can hate it. That's that. That's the truth.
3: They like to beat around the bush.
1: Certain women vibe off. certain... It's true. They. they that's what it is. Especially coming from a white guy. A lot of a lot of white guys seem to, I'm not saying they are they seem to be intimidated by black girls that they don't think they can hook up with them but I noticed, and this is from years of experience, this is what they've told me that, you know, when they are approached by white guys they, they, uh, they like that because that shows the confidence that they're not intimidated by it. so that's what it is Hmm. straight up it's like well then it doesn't even
0: matter uh,
3: I think we're having a technical difficulty <laughs>
1: So yeah Reggie did not fuck that girl it's all in his dream
3: oh that's too bad
1: I was expecting him to fuck her because Jamie said that that's a running theme throughout the series. So when they first got together and he was trying, I'm like, he's actually going to do this, huh? But then, no. Well, didn't.
2: I mean, it, yeah, it was only in his dream, but still it's in the movie, you know, so that's, you know.
1: I was um, expecting a stud, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Dave Z. I did,
2: he kills me with that whole, you know, hey, I've known you five or six minutes. Let's get down to it. You know, <laughs>
3: um,
2: what kind of guy?
3: You know, I th- you know, I was thinking about it. You know, we don't talk much about Angus Grim, So I was thinking, you know, just on a positive note, this is nothing really grim. He doesn't do much. Yeah, I mean I, th- I mean, I just think it's cool that he drives around in a hearse. I mean, that's. That's a pretty cool thing for a killer to do, but you're right. Other than that, I mean, what does he do? I, it's so odd.
2: He says "boy" a
3: lot. Yeah, is he a child molester? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I tried
2: to let my I tried to get my dad to let me buy a hearse when I was a when I was in high school, and he wouldn't do it. Uh,
3: can you imagine if we actually committed to that?
2: Do you know why he wouldn't let me? Do
1: you know why we celebrate Halloween?
3: Why?
2: Not because it was weird, not because it was creepy, because he didn't want me giving all my friends rides all over the place. And if I had a hearse, there'd be room for a bunch of friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reason. Huh. Interesting. Well, you could do it
1: now. I'm sure Brian would be okay with it. Buy a hearse.
2: I could. I was thinking about that today with that pink hearse. I was like, oh, I like that pink hearse. That'd be cool. Pink hearse. Who has a pink hearse? It was in the movie. This movie? Yeah. It does sound familiar. The Bad Guys, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: It's part of Malibu Barbie's uh, set collection.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Malibu
2: Barbie's uh, dream funeral home.
1: <laughs> 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 See, just as I was bragging about remembering the movie so well, something obvious like that I forgot.
3: How about Reggie the Reckless's sex scene, and then while he's doing it, He's seeing Jody. <laughs> like, like, that was weird, right? And then he's like, he's like waiting to just keep on doing it. Like, I don't know. If I had a dream and I saw like Matt in the dream or whatever, I feel like I would stop and say, uh, yeah, so there's no way this is real that you're sitting here, right? So blah, 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 blah. I don't know. So it's, it's just, it's just very odd that he does that. So what's really weird is that.
2: You mean you don't see Matt whenever you're having sex?
3: <laughs> i try to think about matt just to slow things down so i can last longer uh, see,
2: i thought that was i thought that was just a universal thing
3: oh yeah wow you think about him? i think i'll be happy to hear that matt was here's the thing that is i feel like this is i i thought it was a little what do you call that like a throwaway scene uh like a cheat or something or something to make something easier whatever but rescuing Mike in a dream, and then it yeah. actually manifests to real life. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, even the idea that they're driving all over the all over the place to all these like dead cities. Where are they actually going? Are they eventually gonna meet up with this tall man? And if so, how would they know where he is? And and so no, they're just driving, and they stand, they stay in some random place, and then they just. Meet up with the guy in the dream, in which they could have been anywhere, and somehow that is legitimate enough. So then from there forward, Mike is actually with them again.
2: They just keep right on wagon training.
3: Right. It's wagon trail. Right. It's exactly what it is. But, like, what is this? I'm not sure that any of us are supposed to know what any of this is supposed to mean.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it means anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knows what it means. I think he's just kind of flying by the seat of his pants at this point.
3: Right. Oh, I just don't know what we're watching. So uh, we got more cool parts. Another nod to part one where hands turn into creatures. I think, you know, something jumped on to Reggie's head or whatever, like a scorpion type thing. That was awesome. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, that was great. Man.
1: Dude, all all the callbacks were really cool, and that one was, yeah, man, so cool. You guys think that they gave him a, a denim jacket just as a callback to Mike's in in part one,
3: the little kid? I didn't even realize. No. Nah. You
2: know, I never, I never even noticed that, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. At
1: first, he didn't have it. At first, he looked like the girl in fucking Hills Have Eyes, with with the, with the hoodie on. You know what I'm saying? Covered up. Because remember, remember when you first see him. He's got that red hoodie on, that that, that jacket, I should say. And then later on, he's wearing denim like Mike.
3: He wants to be like Mike.
1: (laughs) I want to be, I want to be like Mike.
3: (laughs) Much like part one, we have more exploding cars. Because, you know, you can't have a phantasm without cars exploding. Oh, he
2: loves him some car explosions. That's
1: the answer. Yep. there you go, Alex. You don't you, can't, you don't complain about that. Every movie, there has to be an exploding car and, the, you know, the, the ball to the head with the blood spurting up. Otherwise, it's not phantasm. That's fair, right?
3: Yeah. So, Mike was captured with the kid. He says there are thousands of them. Is he referring to tall man? There are a thousand tall mans? I feel like that got answered later on, though, because somebody brings that up again. What was there thousands of? The
2: uh, book is. Yeah, because at the end, when the kid's like, beats me, and then like you see above his head... Balls. There are just all those balls on the ceiling. Yep. So many balls.
3: Uh, so then I wrote, uh, ball in head, twist off kill. What is that? A ball, ball in, in the
2: head? head to- oh, the ball goes to the guy's head, and then it flies around and forces his head to twist around... And, like, a screw, and then it just pops off. It's the zombie guy. (laughs) Yes.
3: Yeah, that was good.
2: Yeah, I did notice that. And I did notice that it was just every time you turn around, there's some kind of gore, like something is squirting out of somewhere. You know. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also noticed, too, that I really like his cinematography. There are some, even though some of this movie is just flat-out stupid, there are some really beautiful shots you know so one thing that has remained true uh, throughout these films i think is that you can tell he visually knows how to direct a film as far as he gets some really pretty shots and um like there's a scene with the red light where the Yes. The tall <laughs> man is
0: do walking
2: yep. down the center, yeah, and he's backlit by that red light, and that is just stunning. And then you get when the cunt, like some really pretty shots of the countryside.
3: <laughs> you um, said the cunt.
2: The cunt, I heard it <laughs> too. <do>. Ah! <laughs> Take some beautiful shots the of the cunt. You get when the cunt like some really pretty shots of the cunt. You get when the cunt like some really pretty shots of the cunt.
3: I am getting pounded so hard over here
2: hot
1: as leather,
3: you know how he says that at the end, he goes, hot as leather, until they had that jam session, that's what I'm saying, like, I love fucking you guys, dude, yo, I love those fucking assholes, deal with it, I don't give a fuck,
0: deal with it, you morons, don't like it, tough shit,
2: you get when the cunts, like, some really pretty shots
3: of the cunts, yeah, there were some really NBA good shots the in the cut in the last him, movie I saw too. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
0: Uh...
1: What about that shot of the tall man when he's chasing them down the hallway, and, and you see the red lights in the background there? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, wasn't that what I just was talking about? I thought, oh, it's the I, I thought he said once when he was just standing there. Okay, forget. It. I thought maybe it happened a second time when he was chasing them.
2: Oh, okay. The the, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Was when okay. he was coming down the hall, and
1: because I was just reading my note. Shot of tall man chasing them down hallway with red lights and background. Oh, see,
2: so, the... yay! That's cool that you picked up on that too.
3: Hell yeah! What's that '80s song that says something? Turn on the red light, <laughs> Roxanne! Roxanne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should play that. Tall
0: man. Yeah, we should <laughs> <play> tall <that. laughs> man. Uh-huh. Turn on the red lights. <laughs> <laughs>
2: going
1: to think we're drunk. I'm so I'm 100% sober, believe
3: it or not. Yeah, they're
2: not going to believe that. Oh, I know one thing I noticed, too, is I think it's interesting, and, and it sticks out in this film more than it has any other time, because you see the flashbacks a lot of the original film, and so much time has passed at this point, but it doesn't make any sense to me that the tall man ages. And if you look at him from the first film to this film, there's a significant Age difference. Now and, and then, Brian's like, "Well, that's nature," and I'm like, "And that's true. It is." But they could have darkened his hair or something to make it seem a little more in line. Because I'm like, "Why is he aging? Should he not be aging?" <laughs> but, but then, of course, they also insert that bizarre scene of Jody and Reggie and Mike sitting on the hood of the car playing the guitar um, when Reggie's hair is down. Something that never, ever, ever happened because in that scene, Mike is old, like older, like present day Mike, not kid Mike. And Jody's been gone since Mike was a kid. Right. So that clearly never happened. But, you know, i they don't care. They're just <laughs> they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. We do whatever we want.
3: <laughs> yeah. They don't try to maintain his look at all. They don't even bother with that.
2: No. No, and doesn't it seem like he would be timeless, you know? Like he... Well, maybe he's trying to
1: keep a low profile to the, you know, the villagers.
2: Yeah, well, if you travel from town to town, they don't know whether or not you age. They've never seen you before. Yeah. It's the best I had. What can I say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tried.
3: This is unlike part two. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make sense of some things, and although we can't we're like sort of really just forgiving it all because we just don't care because it was a it was an entertaining movie and it's like it's not that nonsense of first act the lull second second act and then you know okay uh, third right. act of part two like this one is actually throughout there's not a boring you know full seven minutes of this movie so although we can't I, we're just trying to like talk amongst ourselves and understand some things here and there and Even though we can't, we're like, okay, it's fine. (laughs) You know, we're still going to give this an eight or so, but, or, uh, what do we do here? Uh, A three and a half (laughs) or four, you know, like it don't matter. (laughs) So that's, that's, it's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little, we're trying to come up with something between the three of us, but we, we can't seem to do it. But, uh, my biggest complaint is the comedy. How's that? I, I don't remember laughing or, or smirking. What was funny about this?
1: Well, no, they had some comedy moments, but it seemed to dissipate as the movie went by. But the first act, they had a little bit of comedy going on there with some of the dialogue and some. Of, and you know what? All I could say is thanks, Freddie.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't the inventor. I think it was uh, House and Return of Living. No, I guess Freddie was the inventor of it.
1: Yeah, but he had, it's when it got he yeah. started showing up everywhere. Granted, this is '94, and Freddie was passe at this point. But still, you know uh, that would not have happened in the past.
3: Yeah, Nightmare Three's where it started, right?
1: Well, yeah, started, but then it became prevalent in four through six, where it was just fucking off the wall.
3: Right, you know? and that was before when it the the big comedy horror boom in '86. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Okay, or '85, I guess. Yes. Yeah, so, Freddy.
1: I mean, and don't you think, though, Jamie, wasn't there attempts at comedy in this movie?
2: Ah. Uh- Uh, Yes, but I think at this point they had... I mean, that's just kind of where they were taking it. You know, Reggie is a... I kind of thought they did a lot of that in part two, you know? Right. This was a little more goofier. I guess that's... Yeah, it it was. It was flat-out stupid in some parts, but... Right. It's what what's weird for me, is I think I mentioned this on the last show, is how this kind of pulls an evil dead for me in that I as far as evil dead goes everyone knows i've said it a lot i love the first one don't like the second one because it's such a step back from the or a step in a different direction from the first one but then by the time army of darkness comes around i've settled into the idea that that's what it has become and i love it i love army of darkness right. so that kind of is the same thing that goes on here you know i love the first oh, one yeah I wasn't crazy about the second one because it took us, it, it stepped in a completely different direction. But then by the time we get to the third one, I'm like, okay, I'm on board now. I dig it. And it's, and you'd think that that would go away after I've watched the movies more than once. Like I can understand initial reaction. Seems like after a while, then that wouldn't matter anymore. But somehow it still does. I still enjoyed this one more.
3: Wow. Yeah, well, I, I don't think there's anything weird about it. Uh, I,
2: I don't flat-out hate the second one. I just, you know, I like this
3: a little more. Oh, okay. yeah. You gave it a three. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. Part two is just not that amazing. I don't know. It's a lot of stupidness. So uh, Mike gets a ball drilled into his head and, it, and leaves. He gets it drilled somewhat into his head, and I guess he feels he's going to become... I forgot how he realized it. I think maybe he bled orange or something like that. And then he ran off into nowhere. um, And his brother Jody... Was he calling to him or something? Then he he just left. Yeah, so at at the end of it all... So, well, let's not gloss over the tall man's kill. I did mention it, but not in any real way. So, the tall man dies in the freezer. and, And, of course, they just use the callback from part one where he orgasm during the cold air, and then they kind of switched it around and acted as if that reaction was actually a negative one. So, because they they really try to put anything together from part one, since they had the original guy back, so they could make it seem more legit by saying anything about it and showing a clip. So that's what they did with the cold air thing. So he gets pushed into a freezer, and when he dies because of the cold air, one of those spheres come out of his face or something and just flies away. That's how he continues to live with the boulder landing on him when he fell in their hole, when he did this, when he did that, when he got shot with acid in, in part two at the end. He keeps coming back because no matter what they do to his body, that ball will just fly out, and I don't even know how it makes another Angus Grim. I'm not really sure how that gets duplicated. Maybe it'll show us in four, I don't know, or five, I don't know. So... But that's how he keeps coming back, cause he's he is in himself a sphere. We never got any more insight on who who directs these balls and what to do. Reggie and the Home Alone kid, they're in the place at the end. I don't even know why they're still there or why they're at still have a threat after this guy dies, the tall man. But he says something right to to the kid like they're all over the place or something. There are balls everywhere, and they look up and there's like 15 balls cornering reggie and i feel like angus grimm came out again i'm not even really sure but then
2: he did yeah he came out and said it's never over
3: right right and then
2: it's exact ripoff of part lame ending i will lame it is lame Eh? wait a minute you mean the last shot before the
1: credits rule how it's an exact fucking callback to part one you thought that was lame i thought that was
3: good but a ripoff
2: yeah but that's what's going about no, I mean, no. I mean, the whole thing is lame in that we see Mike just go disappearing. Jody's like, well, got to go with him. And he just disappears. And then Reggie's like, oh, we got to find a clue. So let's go back inside. And then suddenly he's trapped with balls and then it's never over. I mean, it's just that whole thing is,
3: I, I don't know. Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> I mean, I guess it is. But uh, hey, uh I was okay with it me too it
2: was a long the and ride and then Grace Jones is like oh I gotta I gotta go this is not my gig
1: and smart then, girl
0: <laughs> I love
1: seeing that I love when people do that in horror movies because fucking finally somebody does something smart says yeah what, she's 100% smart to do that so I, I
2: applaud that
1: get the fuck out of there what, what are you going to stick around for
2: to get killed yeah well, at that point, why couldn't they just all leave? I mean, it just did. There was really no reason for anyone to stick around. That's know. true. Except for he's looking for a clue. Well, I don't look for a clue. Just follow
3: him. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, yeah, suddenly he's Blues Clues. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in the Clues closet. <laughs> the
2: fucking pop, rude.
0: A clue! A clue!
3: <laughs> yeah, the Clues closet. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Reggie's Mister Inspector Gadget, and he gets the balls, and that's about the end of it. So uh that's the end of Phantasm Three. Uh because this is a late night recording. I mean unless you guys have anything else to add about the actual movie, let me know before I end this.
1: To me, to me it seems like the soundtrack is back in this movie and it was absent in part two. Am I am I right in there or, or was it in part two?
3: I don't know, but I've been playing the same goddamn soundtrack behind every review we've done so far. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but as I'm watching it last night, um, it seemed to me that the soundtrack was back and they didn't really play on it in part two. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to say that they brought the soundtrack back like they brought everything back to part one.
2: They brought it back. That means it's
1: the best in the
3: They
0: brought
1: the fucker back, yeah. I think it's funny how we have another person... Who is a fucking a dead-eye gunshot in this kid like Reggie was in the movie before? It's something else they do,
3: you know? Oh, he's a
2: dead-eye! Yeah, he um, hits, a, hits a flying ball at 20 paces.
3: I thought he hit black Bart.
2: Thank
1: you. Very good, Alex. Yeah. I didn't know if anybody picked that one up.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, yes, we all give a 3.5, and if I was drunk while watching this uh, I would have given it a four but I was actually at work while I watched this we had some downtime so I was able to sneak o- sneak away and watch this movie and uh, it was a great time really great time and uh, so I gave it a 3.5 also maybe maybe a four out of five like I said if I was drunk so uh, that's it guys so that's the first three movies of this phantasm retrospective that you guys wanted. Everyone on our Facebook page voted. I I made a lot. I made like two videos for this or something, and you guys all said you want to hear it. So, this is the third Phantasm movie. Uh, We are on good pace here. Um, This has to all be done by like the second week in October. And I think we're on a really good pace, even with throwing in Rob Zombie's movie 31. And we're sorry Jamie was not able to see it. And review it with us. But we are really grateful that Justin Patrick hopped on uh, and filled in. He did a great job. Thanks, buddy. Great time with you. Uh, so, guys, the next show is Phantasm Four. Uh, it might not be a fun review to listen to. So, depending on how bad it is, we'll try to sweeten up the show with a, um, a different segment in the beginning and or the end. Probably the beginning. So, at least, uh, the, you know. You could stop listening at some point and not miss anything. And um, unfortunately, I am contracted to end this show by saying the Cowboys are the greatest football team ever. Uh, Yes, clearly I lost a bet. My favorite team, the Chicago Bears, played the Dallas Cowboys, who is Jared's favorite team, and if... The Cowboys won. I was obligated to say that. And if uh, the the Bears won, which will not happen in 2016, he was uh, obligated to say the Bears are the greatest team. But unfortunately, I am on the short end of the stick this time. But uh, it's a rebuild year, guys. They will be back. Oh, yeah. They'll be back. Uh, so I'll stop boring you with that and end the show. This is the Skeleton Crew. You just listened to the Phantasm Three review It is September 27th, and we will be back in the first week or two of October whenever Phantasm 5 premieres. We will drop the show a couple days later. God willing, good night.